All right. Still talking about self-discipline. We're in the book again called Developing the Leader Within You 2.0 by Dr. John Maxwell, um, the number one leadership and management expert in the world. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't adjust my uh, screen there. Hopefully that'll work. Okay, here we are. Yeah, uh, excuse me. Well, it's now shining off my head, right? Let's sit over here. Shines off my head. That's fine. We'll do it that way. These were good. Okay, so hello, everyone. This is Brave El Dodd. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida again. Yeah, and we were in the book, like I said, a developing leader within you 2.0, Dr. John Maxwell. Um, and we were in the chapter on self-discipline, which I showed you. And we were yeah, talking about habits. And we were on habits. We talked about our habits. Do you have them be your servant or are they your master? Uh, habits running you or are you running your habits? You're using your habits to be more effective or are your habits getting in the way of you producing what you want to do? So on that being said, I, uh, I posted for you that poem I had read to you from Dennis Kimbrough on habits. Uh, just above, you should see it. Yeah, go ahead and take that. That's a great one to have uh, to remind you that you can Habits can run you for a uh, win or run you for a loss. It's just a matter of the good habits or bad habits. Yeah, so hopefully good habits. Is that every leader faces two challenges. First, how can they turn their own downhill habits into uphill habits? And the second thing they talk about is how can they lead others to change their downhill habits to uphill habits? And said, what does it take to change habits? Well, the first step to changing habits is changing your thinking. Changing your thinking. So we go back to what I was talking about uh, uh, about a month ago, talking about the conscious and subconscious mind, thinking. And how do we affect thinking? The subconscious mind, and remember, accepts everything. There is no filter. Whatever you tell it, it accepts. And the conscious mind is our, our physical mind that we use to determine what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. Or we filter this stuff out. But the thing is, is where does the conscious mind get its information from? That is the inputs that came in through the subconscious mind, which doesn't filter anything. Which means if you got more good coming in, and more good's going to come out. It's like uh, computers, they talk about garbage in, garbage out, good stuff in, good stuff out, uh, good real data out. Same thing with us. If we're putting good stuff in, good stuff's going to come out. So that's what affects our thinking. If we can change, if I can help you change your thinking, then you can create uphill habits. Then you can begin to become unstuck where you are in your job or your business and really start to grow and get things that you didn't have before. 
So with that being said, is that uphill thinking is a deliberate, consistent, has to be, it's deliberate, consistent, and willful. Where downhill thinking is unintentional, inconsistent, and wishy-washy. That means we need to be intentional if we want to progress because, and we have to be consistent about the intentionality of doing the things we need to do to get ahead. Now there's a comparison here, and I'm thinking of putting this also in on my uh, post. It says uphill climbing and then downhill sliding in the comparison here. It said uphill climbing is when everything is worthwhile. Downhill sliding, we see nothing worthwhile. Uphill climbing, we see wins, we have wins. And downhill climbing, we have losses. With uphill climbing, we are preparing for things. Downhill climbing, we're repairing, meaning we're reactionary versus proactionary, as in pre. Uphill climbing is high morale, downhill sliding, low morale. Uphill, high self-respect, low self-respect for downhill sliding. Uphill climbing, this is great, is self-improvement. Downhill sliding is no improvement. You don't do anything to get ahead, then you know, you, you're actually falling behind because nothing stays the same and everything is changing, getting uh, is changing and developing. And if you're not developing, then by default, you fall behind. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Uphill climbing is purposeful. Downhill sliding is aimless. Uphill climbing is fulfilling. We talk about impact, impacting lives in a great way. And downhill sliding is empty. There's really no purpose. Uphill climbing, you're making a difference. And I say making an impact. And downhill sliding, you're not making any type of impact or influence at all. Excuse me for a second while I itch my nose. Okay. So now, uphill climbing is intentional actions, doing. And downhill sliding is good intentions and knowing. Don't we say the biggest gap between uh, getting things done or succeeding is uh, one between knowing and doing? And that's exactly what they put here. Downhill sliding is knowing. Uphill climbing is doing. And then uphill climbing leads to uphill habits. Downhill sliding, downhill habits. Now, this is good. It says, let me explain how often this plays out. If you have a problem or challenge, and I think there's no positive solution, how will I respond? Do you ever feel that way? You're, 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 well, you may feel that way now that you're dead in. You feel there's no way out where you are. So what happens when that happens? One, we procrastinate. Or we may stop making excuses why we won't take action, but excuses are exit signs that take us off the road to progress. Did you hear that? Excuses are exit signs that take us off the road to 
progress. Sometimes the results are tragic, other times they're comical. And on that comical, uh, just for a little comic relief here, uh, he put a list of um, excuses submitted in auto claims to auto insurance companies. These are pretty humorous. I thought I would share them with you. Here we go. As I reached the intersection, a head sprang up, obscuring my vision. <laughs> Don't you hate those instant hedges? Here's another one. An invisible car came out of nowhere, struck my car, and vanished. <laughs> Here's another one. The telephone pole was the telephone pole was approaching fast. I attempted to swerve out of its path when it struck my front end. <laughs> Here's one. The indirect cause of this accident was a little guy in a small car with a big mouth. I had been driving my car for four years when I fell asleep at the wheel and had an accident. <laughs> to avoid hitting the bumper of the car in front of me, I struck the pedestrian. <laughs> Thanks, <love. laughs> That was pretty good. And then the last one here. I was on my way to the doctors with rear end trouble when my universal joint gave way, causing me to have an accident. <laughs> and he says in parentheses, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> if my thinking's negative, I develop negative thoughts and procrastinate. And I make excuses, but if my thinking's positive, I take responsibility and I take action. My thinking determines my habits. Boom. Bottom line, your thinking determines your habits. So how do we change your thinking? And that's where I come in. Um, I can help you with that. If you, if you feel uh, like he had mentioned at the beginning here, um, if you have a problem and you think there's no positive solution, if you feel stuck, because I've been there, I've got a story for that. You ever been in that situation you felt you're stuck and you didn't know what to do, and you're like, this is it. There's no way out. Well, I'm a certified trainer and coach and speaker with the John Maxwell team, and I remember when I first joined the team, they said, do a mastermind. That's when you get a group together and you actually study some positive principles to help uh, improve their lives. So my first excuse, let's say, was, how have a place to do this? I, and I, I, in my mind, my awareness, my perception, we talk about the six intellectual properties, I really thought I didn't have a place. Well, we become like the books you read and the people you hang around. I started to talk to some of the mentors. They said, hey, you could probably use a library. I said, huh. Well, let me investigate. I don't know if I can use the library. I don't even know if one's close by. Within two miles, there's a library. And the fact that it was military didn't even cost me for a library card. And any time any of the rooms were available, I could use them and put it on a schedule. So my excuse was a lack of knowledge. And I could have let that stop me if I thought negatively. I thought, well, I don't have a place for meeting. Well, to even take that a step further, that meeting led to a friend of mine who had a friend who owned a building 
two buildings down from my building who said I could run mastermind classes anytime I felt. And I ended up doing masterminds in the morning at 8 o'clock in the morning with three people. So you may think, because we're, oh, we only know as much as our experience and our awareness is and our perception is, but see, everyone's not the same. People are at different vibrations, we say. And someone may be further along the progress, the, the path of progress than you, and they may have solutions that you may not even have the capacity to think of. That's why it's important to get around people who are more ahead on the path than you. That's where I come in. You know, I'm available to help you if you feel you're stuck. You know, you're in a job. This happens so many times. I talk to people on my last job, and they're like, this is it, man. They're not going to advance me, and this is it for the rest of my life. It's, it's the, the the feeling they, they get across you. This is it rest of my life. I'm married. I'm just going to do this job, maybe volunteer a little bit somewhere, and uh, help others learn. But there's not much progress I'm going to make in this company because they won't promote me for some other some reason, and that's just it. This is it. This is this is my destination. No, it isn't. It isn't your destination. It's what you think it is until you run across and talk to people like myself, and we start to investigate different outlets. Because, see, in that situation, what you find, well, just another example right quick, just like when I lost my job. I was at this insurance company for 15, 16 years. All of a sudden, these, they bring in some new executives and they're like, we're going to cut the staff by, I don't know, 10 people. I have to be one of those 10. So I said, woe is me. Come home and sit in front of the TV and my wife's working. <laughs> Would that have been positive? No. Did I, did I get negative about it? You know, I talk about how I... Um, I believe that we live on three planes where spiritual beings um, gifted with an intellect and we live in a physical body. So if we are spiritual beings, and I believe that there's, there's only one person in charge, which is God, then nothing happens by happenstance or accident. God has a reason for everything. And with that confidence in believing that, when it happened, my awareness was such that I didn't know I was going, but what I did know is that God was in control and all things worked together for him and for uh, for his good. So I, I never once doubted that he had a plan for my life. And part of that plan was to move me because I, I was a little stagnant where I was. And I think he was getting a little frustrated with me. <laughs> And when God gets frustrated, if you don't move, he'll make the move for you. And so he made the move for me. Uh, first to a place that was challenging, and then to another place uh, working for a person who I had trained about 10 or 15 years ago, called me and wanted me to work with them after I uh, worked with them. And as a result, here I am now, part of the John Maxwell team, and then here online, not only doing that, but providing those 
who feels stuck a re, a solution. We see what happens is one. What we need to do is work on your your mindset, which I can do together. And then number two, to work on um, to work on a plan to then make that change, and then to provide that reinforcement because we can't do it alone. You know, you get frustrated and you want to quit. But just like my man just won't let me quit. I won't let you quit. And see, that's what you need. So, you know, send me a note. I'm still working on my calendar. I got it set up, but I, uh, I'm, I'm rethinking the process. But I'll put an offer out there. If you want some assistance and you feel you're stuck. And because I don't believe that God's finished with you. There's more to it. And you may not make the move yourself, but together we can develop the plan that will give you the fulfillment that you're looking for. You see, a lot of times we we get stuck and, and we can stay there. But we can choose to change that. But we a lot of times we have a hard time. People can't make that change alone. They need help. Because here's the here's the here's the reality. If you don't get the help, then you continue to be stressed out. You start to have health conditions. And then when you get older, you don't have any income to to because you didn't apply yourself. You had that song and passion inside you that you never developed and no one ever shows you how to go about doing that and then in the end you regret the fact that you were not able to become all that you know you can be and want to be but you just need a little help to get there that's why i'm here so my action to you is one put a shout out to me i'm putting together a plan now and two um yeah change your thinking, which will change your habits and start creating good habits instead of continuing indulging in bad habits. And one of the things, as I always tell my children, as I'll tell you, we become like in five years, like the, and now it's even less than that because things are moving so fast. In a couple of years or even in six months, you become like the books you read, the people you hang around. So my question is, are you hanging around people like me? or people who are pulling you down. Because if you don't, if you're the smart, like they said, if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. You want people smarter than you, why? Because that's gonna stretch you. That's, they, they, they're further along than you, so they have, the, they have the awareness that they can impart to you and then expand yours. It's like a rubber band, once you expand it, it never comes all the way back. And that's what I want for you to help you grow. So that's my message tonight. Self-discipline, uphill climbing versus downhill slide. So take that to heart. Do you really want to continue down the path you're on? Just a level playing field. And then later in life, like I said, many times I read the statistics. And anytime we read about Older people, when you ask them the question, what would you have done? I would have risked more. I would have done more. No one says I would have played it safe more. And that's where you are. It's not the end. You think you're at a dead end, but you're not. It's your thinking that's got you there. 
And, you know, we can put the devil in. The devil's always trying to keep you in apathy so that he can control your future. So, if you really were serious about the change, let's uh, talk about it. And maybe we can put together a plan to help you. Thank you. And you have a good night until tomorrow.